0: You're listening to another episode of the Muscles and Macros podcast with your hosts, Aurora and Jenna.
1: How is everybody doing today? We're going to ride the bike and at the end of this episode, you'll understand what that means. So let's get into it.
0: All right. So we were talking today at work (laughs) about how people get bogged down in details, they want to overanalyze and kind of get into the weeds when it comes to health and fitness and nutrition instead of just acting on the information that they have in front of them
1: and another way to put that is paralysis by analysis because it's very easy to ask yourself what needs to be done what information do i need to know in order to reach x y and z goals but at the other token of that we kind of have to put into action things before we really know the meaning why or where that's going to help us reach our goals because the paralysis by analysis means that you're analyzing so much research and taking in information but because of all the information you become paralyzed because then you don't know where to start or how to reach your goals and um i was talking with jenna today about how one of my All my philosophy um, professors were fantastic, but one of them said, if what you say is not your reality, then you don't actually know what it is that you're doing. You can, and that's not to, to a certain degree, it's not to say that you can know things without actively being or doing those things. However, living a certain way that reflects your reality and what you know is definitely a sure way to be able to feel confident in the information and the results it provides you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that maybe we've, I think if we think about it long enough, we can come up with an area in our life or a time in our life where we've done that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, There's definitely been, I mean, I went through a period of time where I knew what I should do. I just didn't do it, okay? And I could, you know, have that conversation and talk about, well, I know I should be doing X, Y, and Z, but for some reason or another, it wasn't connecting. And I wasn't making that my, I wasn't taking those action steps.
1: And there's a few reasons that could be the result of that inaction where it's, you know what you should be doing and you don't do it because maybe you're not, you know, you're not thinking of it as self-sabotaging, but you, aren't giving yourself enough credit where it's due, or you're just not putting all the pieces together. And then on the other side of that, you may not know what you need to do. However, you have a fire inside you that is telling you that there needs to be action or need there needs to be a direction towards a certain goal. Um, though you can look at those things as like a Venn diagram, because in one place, you know, and you're not doing it in the other place, you don't know, but you want to be doing something. And it's hard because in life, you know, in school, we always say you get information, then you take the test. In life, we kind of find that we're tested on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. And then we realize why that makes sense afterwards. And when, I, when we're when um, Jen and I were talking about this today, and I said, the, you know, if you're not living a certain way, you don't really know it. And she said, Well, that's like reading a book on how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. If you You can learn all the maneuvers and all the which ways you can understand how to ride a bike by reading a manual but if you don't actually get on that bike and sit on it and get those wheels moving
0: do you really know how to ride a bike no you've got to start pedaling you've just got to start pedaling you can't read multiple books on how to ride a bike you just need to get on it and start moving and fitness is the same way um i think it's not see we don't have an information problem because you could google anything you want to google and you could hire a coach you could you know walk into a gym or our shop and ask people what i should be doing or what i should be doing with this or that but we all know that you know we should be moving our bodies and getting some exercise but instead of just doing that just getting some exercise in whichever way feels fun and doable for you. People want to overcomplicate it and think, well, what's the best thing to do? What, what's the best way to, to do this? Or what's the best type of cardio? Should I be doing hit? Should I be doing LISH? Should I be doing all these different things? And instead of just, just go do something because something is always better than nothing.
1: Something is always better than nothing. And a really big point that we want to solidify is that there are way more questions than there are answers we are lucky and grateful that there are a lot of answers out there that can help us lead us in the right direction but that's it there's always going to be more questions and answers so we can be grateful for the answers that we do have and with the questions We just have to forge forward we can't let that paralyze us and say well we need the answer to this question before we move forward and go down this path or go into the gym or hire a personal trainer we need to just move forward and though that that's really the simplest thing you know people want to know what's the best supplement to get to grow muscle and while (laughs) that's good and everything we need to make sure that are you sleeping enough are you eating enough are you moving your body at all in the first place because those are helpful questions that are going to be the meat and bones of those
0: things are boring aurora boring <laughs> oh my well I that's guess the thing you I, know
1: yeah and being in society being in the modern technological age we can say this i don't know if i might have said it every episode but instant gratification is everywhere mm-hmm. and that is so averse really to what life is and should be of course we all we all love being on our bed in our slippies and our robes and being comfortable and having a nice hot cup of cocoa with us that is a great feeling and we should all be able to feel that way at a certain point in time and I'm not saying that you should work hard enough and then you get your hot cup of cocoa and your slippies in your robe no but there has to be a good balance of uncomfortability and comfortability within our life of course I hope everybody who's listening and who's not listening has a a place to sleep and is warm and all of those things are taken care of. And when those things are taken care of, then we can look inward and say, what else can we work? For? What else can we improve? Because I like to look at life and see it as a major area of opportunity and growth, whether that's self growth, professional growth, whatever it is, I think that there is always room to improve. And whether that's our bodies and our fitness or our professional life or something that we enjoy doing. You know, I like to do art in my free time. I do like to improve on it and it is fun, but the improvement there that even if you don't get better over time with your art, you're improving yourself by enriching yourself in the activities that you like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's as simple as uncomfortability is a feeling that we should be comfortable
0: with and allow ourselves to find challenge in those things to grow and to improve. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of um, when my son was little, he would get he got frustrated a lot. I mean, even as a toddler he would get frustrated when he couldn't um when he couldn't get from point A to point B or if he couldn't open something or if he couldn't when he was um you know the first time he played mini golf and <laughs> and he you know he couldn't get a hole in one and I'm like wow like I said I was like honey we I would try to make light of it and say like you know I I suck at so many things. You know what I mean? I I suck at a million different mm-hmm. things. But that doesn't get me down. I just keep trying. I pick the things that are important to me and I try to improve on them. But you can't be good at everything and you can't be good at everything right away. No. So things are going to be hard. Anything you start is going to be hard. Just think about the way you talk to little kids. You know what I mean? And you're going to be it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to feel not so great about it. But the only way through that is through it to keep going and
1: you got to try and you and you can't find what is works for you and what's good for you if you never try because then that doesn't check things off or, or x things out that just leaves you in a place of you know neutralness where then you can't really find anything out and i find major joy in finding things out and discovering new challenges, what I like to do, what I'm good at, even if I'm not good at something, is it something that I can continue with and enjoy? Or are there other things I can enrich myself with? Um, The story about your son reminds me of when I was in fourth grade and I came home a little bit sad because I did not get accepted into the fourth grade choir this day. Mm -hmm. And my mom said, Laura, what's wrong? Like, you know, you're not usually like this when you come home from school. And I said, well, I wanted to try out for my, fourth grade choir, because my friends were doing it too, and I wanted to hang out with my friends, it's fourth grade. And the chorus music teacher, she didn't accept like me into fourth grade choir. And she was, my mom said, did you think you were gonna get accepted because you're not a good singer? And I was like, oh, really? Because, oh, and she was like, you know, you're great at soccer, keep keep trying in soccer and doing good there, you, you like soccer, but as for the singing, don't worry about it, it's, it's fine. and." That I always remember back in fourth grade is like a light bulb memory and a pinpoint of like, oh yeah, no, that kind of makes sense. I I don't sing. and I'm not good at singing, but <laughs> I, you know, want to be with my friend and stuff, but it was a great example of, okay, so I tried something that I'm not good at and I'm not really going to improve in or really mm-hmm. want to improve in. So let me stick with the strength that I have and continue to grow that and see where that goes. Right.
0: Yeah. And it just, I mean, just going back to like how, people Mm overcomplicate things. I get these, you know, I get questions a lot. Um, it could be about, you know, nutrient timing or supplements or, um, trying to think like, you know, the best foods for whatever the goal and, and things like that. And it's, but like you said, if the basics aren't in place, these things just don't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. Um, people are focusing on the wrong things.
1: Yes. And it's also if you can think about it like accessories to the meat and potatoes of achieving what needs to be achieved. If you know, you're know you looking for just straight up fat loss, then there's a few easy things that we can say to help you with your journey. Um, And then there's more detailed things. Like if you're trying to recomposition your body or change the composition of your body, which means, um, adding more muscle, maybe reducing percent body
0: fat. Jenna, you're going through something like with, uh, something like that right now, right? Yeah. Well, right now I'm building, so I'm working on increasing my calories as as much as my body can handle (laughs) while I'm, you know, really turning up the intensity in the gym. Um, so now this is a good
1: question. So of course you have an awesome coach who's helping guide you through this, but if you didn't have a coach and you weren't a macro (laughs) macro guide now, could you imagine someone in your position trying to ask somebody questions to help them? But if they're not actually doing what needs to be done that they would still be in a place of confusion, if that makes sense. Oh,
0: absolutely. But before I even get to mm. that, it makes me think because it's the whole point of, um, and I, I this was in my post today, I I coach people for a living, right? But I couldn't coach myself to get to where I am now because I would have been too afraid mm-hmm. to increase my macros to the point that they're at now because I would have been afraid of of gaining too much fat i would have i didn't i actually didn't think that i could eat as much as i could being five feet tall i just figured i was a small person and i was at my limit and that was it but you need someone outside of yourself and that's why like coaches have coaches you know what i mean but yeah coming at this from from somebody who maybe doesn't have that background it it's even harder because a lot of people don't realize um they just think it's you know you always hear move more eat less and there are there's a segment of the population that that applies to Mm -hmm. but there's also a segment of the population where they might already be doing that they might already be moving a lot and not eating much at all and in that case that doesn't apply to them which is another thing we could get into but when you're filtering through information that you see online, you have to think like not everything's for you. You might see a message that might, you know, that might have nothing to do with you. So, but a lot of times people want to see if they can apply it to themselves, or I'm like, oh, oh, they said I should be doing this. And I'm like, well, that's not for someone like you or with your goals or with your background. Mm -hmm. So I think people need to be very you know, try to be more discerning with the information that's out there.
1: And everybody's everybody's body is just so different that it's so hard to put a or, you know one-size-fits-all on any type of nutrition advice because something that's so good for me or so good for you may be the complete opposite or just completely unhelpful to somebody with a different body type, goals in the gym or not in the gym. Um, and going back to riding the bike, I was – um, talking with Jenna today about how, when I wanted to start going into the gym, I knew that I needed guidance. So hiring a personal trainer was something that was very crucial for my own journey into uh, physical fitness longevity and in, in maintaining that. Um, now, an example, I, I'd like to bring that up as an example because I didn't know w- what gym to join. I didn't know what I should do. I didn't even know like, Push pull workouts, how to activate my muscles. So for me, what I was at a place already where it wasn't like I already passed all the the questions and the answers, and going to the supplement store and saying what's going to make me skinny, blah, blah blah. None of none of that helped because that's not teaching you something. That's not educational. That's not going to help you stick with the long term and what works for you. So shout out Amber, who is a trainer that we interviewed. But I, um reached out to her and I started training with her and it was a great fit. And she taught me so much and I didn't have the time or the energy resources to go into the gym every day myself and learn these things. So I needed a personal trainer. And the other reason I needed one was because I straight up just was not going to go to the gym if I didn't have that accountability there. Um, So that is something that's super, super helpful. Mm -hmm. So if you have no idea where to start my, my best advice is always you need to hire a trainer or or macro coach to help you with your food or your training and it doesn't have to be every single day or or forever but it 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 should be the right amount of time where it can help you and teach you right um routines and discipline to help you get where you want to be
0: right exactly so you said that you wouldn't have had the the motivation or the discipline to go but now look at you because you see that relationship that you developed with her and the things you learned with her lit a fire in you mm-hmm. that now you don't work with the trainer currently. No. Because I, you learned everything you needed to learn at that point. Not that we don't always have more to learn, but you know what always, I mean? Always, always. Like you got what you needed and then you're, you moved on and now you're in a routine. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think that's also another example of a great training and great mm-hmm. trainer because it it's awesome if you can stay with the personal trainer forever because then it makes your workout way more fun and you don't have to do all the plates and everything yourself and yeah. <laughs> cleaning all that <laughs> up um I loved that luxury for the time that I did have and um
0: but the fact that she taught you it's like she taught you how to fish means... instead of just giving you the fish exactly <laughs>
1: exactly because if if I just took from that session what I did and and just left it there and and didn't ever apply it myself, then I would be at the same place I was
0: when I first started training. Yes. And this is why I don't do meal plans, because a meal plan doesn't teach you anything. I If I hand somebody a meal plan, that, that teaches them absolutely nothing. Because when they decide to stop following that meal plan, because either they got bored, um, they didn't have a chance to go to the store after work, they went on vacation they um had a special event or got invited out to dinner like all the multitude of things that happen in life that's why I don't do meal plans I teach people how to eat for life okay and that's the same thing it's like it makes so much sense too yeah. because
1: of course if you want to do meal plans and have people you know getting you though getting uh having you do those every single time and that's good for you and mm-hmm. that's good for them but the whole point is we want to teach people we want to help people we don't want to pigeonhole them and say well we're only going to tell you the information that you need or that is prevalent to right now but won't help you out later on because it's kind of a gift that keeps on giving when you when you teach somebody something
0: yeah exactly and there's so many different ways to look at that like i could i could take someone and that's not to say that i won't show someone a sample day if they're they're really starting from scratch because yeah i've had people that literally were eating you know eating out for all their meals eating a lot of fast food and really not knowing how to put together a balanced meal at all so yeah i'm not opposed to making a sample day and showing them you know what you know your eye your quote-unquote ideal day might look like as a framework then they can mix and match and plug things in where they want to and take things out and make swaps um but yeah i don't but a rigid plan like that is just not something that's going to serve anybody long term you know and then this is funny too because um jen and i are on different aisles
1: of the spectrum when it comes to food tracking so of course jenna she loves to track and is thinks it's fun she loves to track and see know what foods fit in and how to reach all of your macro targets. Whereas I, on the other hand, I like to stay away from tracking just because I get confused with the inaccuracy of the way that I eat sometimes. Like it's hard to measure certain things that don't have clear labels on them or, you know, you forget simple things, but something that I wanted to take from the bodybuilding journey and having to measure all that food out and be aware of, what carbs fats proteins are and how they fuel you and how they your body metabolizes those things and in addition to working out intensely so right now I'm having fun navigating how to fuel myself properly eating high protein but also experimenting with different foods that I had in my bodybuilding Mm. um food guide and then um taking all that information and seeing what feels best for my body and how to continuously do that over time because for me I like to be intuitive with it yeah and figure it out that way and have um my, my
0: finger on the pulse doing it intuitively which is great and everybody should be able I mean if that's the way I mean, what I'm trying to say is yes I teach macro tracking and yes I track my macros but i also teach people how to stop tracking their macros which is really important because again that's not something that you need to be doing for the rest of your life you know it's something that you do to achieve a particular goal you know and like right i have very specific goals right now so that's why even as a coach i'm continuing to track but i have you know i've had clients where they've reached their goal and then we go through a whole process of learning how to make that transition to intuitive eating, because the problem is when people stop tracking, immediately go back to what they were doing before, that's when they regain their weight and say, you know, oh my God, you know, and then they're, what do I do now? It's because a lot of, that's the problem with a lot of diets out there. It's, as soon as the diet stops, you just go right back. They rega- you regain the weight because you don't know what to do after and that is probably the most important thing when in my coaching is teaching people what to do once you reach your goal because maintenance maintenance is the hardest part and that
1: just reminds me that when you ride the bike when you hop on that bike and you start riding it things start to make more sense things start to like broaden your horizon in questions that you may not even have had. You have the answers to just because you got on that bike and you started riding it. And that's kind of the point about your fitness journey. Of course, I mean, if you know a lot and then you get started, that is freaking awesome. And if you have no idea what you're doing and you're just getting started, that's a great place to start, too, because then you're going to figure out why these things make sense. And a lot of the things you see in fitness, they're going to start hitting you and you're going to start living that. And then when you start living that, you're going to say, Oh, this is why it's so important to eat carbs. Yes. And this is why it's so important to eat fat. Yep. And then you you start seeing changes with your body, but you, you feel that difference too.
0: Absolutely. And I hear that from clients all the time. And I absolutely love it when I get those text messages of, I, you know, I finally get it of why I need to do this or why I need to do that. And the difference that you feel, you know, I mean it could be something as simple as you know up you know a pre-workout meal Mm -hmm. um whereas maybe someone wasn't eating before their workout and then they're eating a good pre-workout they feel the difference and then they're it makes that connection
1: absolutely do you know that song by taylor swift and she says hi yes i'm the problem it's me (laughs) sometimes sometimes (laughs) we're the problem and that's totally okay um and so you know if you're the type of person that goes to the gym one day and you wake up the next day and you're not happy with your results then your mindset is going to be something that's not helping you there because it's mm-hmm. not a short term go to the gym go to the store buy something and feel that gratification or get those results it's a long-term process and we should be so invigorated by that that every day we have a chance and a choice to improve and if you don't That's quite all right because sometimes we have to take two steps backwards to make a step forward.
0: But when you hop on that bike, I don't think you'll look back. No, definitely not. I mean, about what you're saying about how it's, it's this long-term process and you don't see the results right away. It's the same thing with saving money. It's like, if you're putting, you know, if you're putting your change into a jar at the end of the day, it just, it looks like nothing. Right. But at some point, over time, it's like, when, when do you say like, oh, wow, I've got a bit of money there? Is it day two? Is it day three? Is it week four, week five? You know, third month, fifth month, like at, at some point, you keep making those daily deposits, they add up. Totally. And it's the same thing with your fitness. It's everything matters. Don't let your brain convince you that it, you know, because it can go both ways. Mm-hmm. You can convince yourself like, "Oh, you know, this you know, sleeve of Oreo cookies isn't going to be a big deal." Or you can also convince yourself like, "Oh, what's 10 minutes of a walk going to do for me?" There both of those decisions are going to take you in a particular direction. So you might as well.
1: Exactly. It's like, "Would you rather have $20 today or $50 in two weeks for nothing you'd want the, I mean, I would hope that you'd want the $50 in two weeks for nothing, because that's more than the $20 and not that same token, like, you know, kind of analogous to what Jenna said, would you rather do 20 minutes of walking, you know, twice a week this week
0: or not help you reach your goals? It's yeah, I know. It's like, I just, what I want people to take away from this conversation is to just start doing something good for yourself. And, and you know what that is. You know if you, you know, maybe it's that taking that walk on your lunch break. Or maybe it's, you know, taking a break from sitting at the computer and, and doing a little bit of mobility or yoga. Um, and maybe it's deciding to bring your lunch to work instead of ordering out. You know just all these little things those are the things the non-sexy things that people need to do on a daily basis instead of getting bogged down in what you're seeing on social media like oh should i avoid artificial sweeteners or should i should i watch my my blood sugar spikes should i Only all these organic things? yes all of these things that just don't matter
1: eat protein drink water love yourself, love your body, because it takes you everywhere and it keeps you going. And thank God it does because we want you here and life is better with you.
0: Yes, absolutely. So just get on that bike. It's okay if you fall because we're all gonna fall, Mm -hmm. but you just get up and you just get back up and keep on going, keep pushing those pedals and you're gonna get where you wanna go. It's an uphill battle. It's not meant to be comfortable 100% of the time. And I think once you
1: ride that bike and realize that, You'll totally agree with us.
0: Thanks for joining us. Have a good night.